Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Road to the War of the Realms, Marvel's 2019 event written by Jason Aaron with art by Russell Dowderman and colorist Matt Wilson and of course a gajillion other creative collaborators through the gajillion other tie-ins that will be happening as War of the Realms takes off again in April 2019 and carries on through the majority of the summer. A quick spoiler warning for this episode, I will be talking about things that have happened in Thor and in the Marvel Universe uh, leading up to War of the Realms. If you don't want to know really any of kind of how we got here without, um, you know, enjoying it for yourself, then I would recommend you go to Comic Book Herald and check out either the War of the Realms reading order, which I'll have a link to in the description here, or uh, check out the Thor reading order which will have basically most of what you need and most of what I'm going to talk about here. Otherwise, let's get into it. Jason Aaron, the writer who's done a lot of great work across both Marvel and you know Vertigo with series like Scalped, he kicked off his Thor run in 2012 with a series called Thor God of Thunder. This was the Marvel Now era of Marvel Comics. He did it with artist, primarily artist Isad Ribich, and uh, Thor God of Thunder is is an instant classic. It's I think runs for 25 issues. It's fantastic, and really it sets the stage for everything that is to come. So if you're kind of wondering, um, do I need to read all the way back? You know, what parts of Thor do I need to read? Honestly, the entire Aaron run is is prologue to War of the Realms, and not only that, but it's really good. It's it's a highly recommended read regardless of the impact it's going to have on this event. So I would recommend that you check it out uh, just if you like Thor comics, period. And if you're not sure if you like Thor comics, Thor God of Thunder is a great place to start. So this builds to an event in 2014 that Jason Aaron wrote called Original Sin. And one of the biggest outcomes of this event, and this is a semi-spoiler for Original Sin, so again... Check it out if you, you know, I got a whole reading order on CBH if you want to check it out, uh, is it gives us the unworthy Thor. So the probably the biggest outcome of this event is, and it's got Jason Aaron writing it, is uh, Thor, he, Nick Fury, aka the Watcher at this point, whispers in his ear a secret that uh, ultimately leads Thor to believe that he is unworthy. And this is something that has continued through to present day. So that's going to lead into the longest stretch of the entire run and that's Jane Foster as the new Thor. Now, again, like talking spoilery, this is kind of a secret, and you know, double quotes around secret there. Um, for Marvel, they don't actually reveal who Thor is. It could have been Sif. It could have been Lady Freja. Um, you know, there were there were options. Uh, but no, it's Jane Foster, the former paramour. Uh, love interest of Thor's alter ego in his in his debut in Marvel Comics back in the Silver Age as Dr. Don Blake. Jane Foster there is a nurse. Uh, she has since had you know on and off romantic inglings uh, with with Thor himself. She is of course in the MCU version is the romantic interest of Thor through the first two uh, lesser critically acclaimed uh, Marvel movies. So. Jane Foster takes over as Thor, and essentially this leads into the longest and most interesting stretch of the run. It goes from 2014 to about 2018, and throughout this role, Jane has to prove herself to Odin, to Asgard, to Loki, to the Avengers, to everyone that she is, in fact, Thor. Uh, and, and let's face it, she has to prove it to fandom as well, right? There has been the male... 
uh, Odin's son, as he becomes known here, Thor, since 1963 in Journey into Mystery. And and now Jane Foster becoming the, you know, Thor. She's not Lady Thor. She's not sister of Thor. She's not Thor's girlfriend. She's just Thor. And this is an important distinction, and Jane really has to prove herself. And it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you also have the actual alter ego Jane Foster fighting cancer as she is Thor and basically turning into the goddess of thunder. Uh, essentially um, mitigates the effects of chemotherapy on her cancer treatment. So you have that dynamic going on in the alter ego. And really this run is where Jason Aaron's still writing, right? He's the writer throughout all of this. But this is where you have Russell Dowderman and Matt Wilson come on as an artistic team. And as artistic collaborators, they've done some of the absolute most interesting, special work that, frankly, I have seen um, in Marvel Comics this decade. It makes the book, it really makes the book stand out in a way that, honestly, it wouldn't if it had just been Aaron writing with a more standard, um, maybe kind of house-style artistic collaborator. Dowderman and Wilson transformed the Foster era into something that I truly look back and say, this is, this is going to go down as one of the most memorable arcs in Thor history. So, it's not a part of the run, but you also have Jane during this period uh, fighting alongside the Avengers. She's in the um, you know a Mark Wade run with artist Mike Del Mundo, uh, and she also makes appearances you know throughout the Marvel universe in things like perhaps the Rage of Ultron uh, graphic novel. So she's around. She's she's got her Marvel universe connections, and all this is happening during the all new, all different Marvel time period, uh, transitioning into the short-lived Marvel Legacy era of Marvel. So again, as far as time frames go, this is essentially um, 2014 through 2018, and and it all builds to most recently the death of Thor and a Mangog arc. So you have um, the Mangog, he is this you know, he has the harness, the hate of a billion, billion beings, and he essentially comes for the destruction of, of Asgard and ultimately uh, what is titled the death of Thor, which brings us to the 2018 return of Man-Thor, uh, or aka the Odin Sun, and this is with Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo, and this is the run, again, starts, uh, I believe, May 2018. It carries through to present day, and this one is going to lead directly into 2019 April uh, War of the Realms and also is going to tie in so it's going to continue through War of the Realms and have some of the most crucial tie-ins for that series. Again, I highly recommend you go over to comicbookherald.com and check out both the War of the Realms reading order and the Thor reading order to see all the specifics of those comics that you can read, um, all of which, with the exception of the, the newest of the new Thor issues, are available on uh, a service like Marvel Unlimited. So I do want to talk a little bit about uh, what is War of the Realms? So that's kind of the the arc of Thor. But basically, what's happening through all of this, and it really takes off. Um, it kind of starts at the very end of the the God of Thunder arc, and it really takes off during the Jane Foster era. And what Aaron begins to establish is uh, talking about the Ten Realms. So this is something that even the MCU has played with the fact that there are multiple realms, and the idea being there's Asgard. And there's Midgard, Midgard, a.k.a. Earth, and that these are two of the realms, but there's also these eight other realms that um, that have inhabitants, like dwarves and elves and, you know, demons and, and fire creatures and, you know, kind of these high fantasy, um, Lord of the Rings style, you know, Tolkien-esque characters all inhabit different spaces in, in the realms. 
and essentially at the head of all of the scheming as to the destruction and the the um, sort of collusion and and collaboration of these realms, you have Malekith, the Dark Elf. Dark Elf, excuse me. He's a longtime Thor villain. Um, I think of him being most interesting in the Walt Simonson run of the 1980s, which is my personal favorite and my personal pick for best Thor run of all time. Jason Aaron is is making a run at it, which is wild. I don't think he's gonna top it, but the fact that it's even a discussion is is pretty speaks very highly to the work Aaron has done this decade on the character. But anyway, you have Malekith. Basically, he's trying to destroy these realms. He is trying to make allies with you know at realms like Muspelheim, where Surtur, the fire demon, is from, and, and his offspring come into this. So as far as like the different realms go, I can't name all of them. 10 off the top of my head, um, but again, you have Asgard, Misgard, you have places like Svartalheim, you have Niflheim, you have, you know, the land of the frost giants, right? So you get all these Thor characters, you have Muspelheim, you have, um, you know, fake Nameheim, <laughs> I think uh, Hell, H-E-L, is a realm as well, uh, which I may, may even also double as one of the Heims. But again, if you look it up, you can find all these, but there's 10 realms, and they are all Basically, as we come into War of the Realms, they've all been messed with to the point that uh, you know everything's going to come crashing down onto Midgard and Earth, where the Avengers and Marvel superheroes are going to have to deal with things. So that kind of ties into Jason Aaron's also been writing Avengers since the start of 2018. Um, he's been planting seeds here and there throughout that run. It's definitely a less integrated tie-in than Thor directly, but you do have some ideas here like Odin as a BC avenger and um you also have odin sort of operating as a like consultant almost to black panther who's leading the avengers during this time so i if you like war of the realms a lot it's not i don't think essential necessarily um but uh or if you like that you know jason aaron a lot too like definitely check out avengers as part of this as well because there are going to be hints and seeds of things that that happen that i think are going to drive to this war of the realms event as well uh, the other thing I would call out here, and I don't know that this will definitely be a part of the War of the Realms saga, but throughout the Aaron run on, on Thor, there have been these future timelines. And essentially, he's established this future where Thor is the Allfather, you know, it's old man Thor, essentially. And this happens, like, right at the start of God of Thunder. It's part of what makes that series so cool, is there's, like, timelines and focuses on young Thor. So when he's, like, you know, early days of, of Vikings, you know, and then you have sort of modern-day Thor, and then you have old Thor. And this is, you know, he's got the eye patch, he's the leader of Asgard, and he's the leader of, like, a totally destroyed Asgard. Um, with with three, I believe, granddaughters uh, who all wield powers of their own, who own, who are very very cool characters. Um, but these future timelines are fascinating, and they're really really fun. You get some insanely wild stuff, like Wolverine is the Phoenix, and Doctor Doom has made an appearance recently, and a future guys that I I hesitate to even dive into too deep. Um, Galactus makes appearances. Ego the Living Planet is around, and so you get all this really cool future stuff that I, I, I hope plays into War of the Realms, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. So again, like if you're up to speed with, with Thor, you know, as it's continued, uh, this stuff won't feel weird and out of place to you. Um, but if you're not, it might be kind of bizarre. <laughs> and maybe I'll have to do a, a separate explaining the future Thor series as well. So long story short, this is an awesome run. I highly recommend everybody check it out. Uh, again, like you go God of Thunder into the Jane Foster era of Thor, 
and then you go into the 2018 Thor. Um, and really, kind of the separator between God of Thunder and Jane Foster would be like, you know, like the last issue of Original Sin, and then a series called Unworthy Thor, that is five issues of Thor, you know, that, that actually kicks off after the Jane Foster era has started, but it's five issues of Thor in his unworthy self, kind of trying to like, you know, he's trying to get Mjolnir back. He's trying to get his hammer back. And he's trying to figure things out as this new role that he's taken on where he's not, you know, the the God of Thunder that we used to know. Um, and that's kind of where he is even in, the, like, the current day series, in the 2018 series. He's, you know, he's got, like, a little bit of Mjolnir. He's got, like, a little rock of it. That's all he can carry. So it's like he's still, you know, partially worthy, but nowhere near worthy enough to wield the hammer. And that's, um, that's an interesting place to put the character in. And again, like I highly recommend you check out the entire run if you haven't already. If you have and you're excited about War of the Realms, me too. Uh, it's you know it's the most excited I've been about a Marvel event since 2015 Secret Wars, honestly. And I think a big part of that is because it is a clear culmination of events and good comics that have been building in Marvel since 2012. This isn't an out-of-the-blue event. It's building off of something. It's the same creative collaborators who've been working on that series very closely. So I have high hopes. I think it's going to be good. Uh, if you have questions, you know, definitely reach out here to Comic Book Herald. You can find me at Comic Book Herald pretty much anywhere on social, or of course, if you go over to comicbookherald.com, you can find all of the reading orders and guides and writing that I do talking about the series. So thanks for checking out the video or the podcast. And, uh, you know, if you like what I'm doing, you can find more of my work uh, as well at patreon.com slash comicbookherald, where you can support the site and, and get some bonuses. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and enjoy the comics.